News 12 Live from New York. We go live now to MSG as angry Nick fans have surrounded and stormed the areas around the stadium. This is subsequently following the Knicks Game 5 loss to Atlanta and Trey Young bowing to the home crowd after that subsequent win. Let's go live on the streets surrounding MSG. Trey Young! Ah! Yo, Trey Young looks like my dad's dick! I, didn't, I never saw my dad's dick! He still looks like shit! I better not catch Trey and Dankman! I better not catch Trey and Dankman! Now, yo, give me a shot at it! Go New York, go New York, go! He'll be back! Is Trey Young valid? No! Local citizens who heard the commotion said they were very startled and advised anyone past 8 p.m. to stay indoors. This has been Jacob Cooperman with your News 12 report for the night of the 4th of June. Stay safe out there. Yo, Nets and 7, fuck the Knicks. You're listening to The Jacob Cooperman Show, live from New York. Hey, Jacob Koopman Show, episode two. You know the fucking vibes? For the check-ins, the JBP check-ins. That's what I'm going to call these things uh, without Nigel. I figured I'd do another one this week because I think Nigel's doing something on his own, and I don't think he can really record. And uh, the guest that we had lined up anyways, she couldn't do it because I think she's having something done with her teeth. So all is well. I actually like doing these. It's been, again, a while since I've done these, but... They're really fun. And I'm just adjusting this mic. I apologize, people. Yeah, it's, it's really fun to kind of sit down and, and, and just share my sh- my thoughts out there like a shotgun blast. Um, we got a lot of stuff to get into today. As you heard, that was the sound of these angry Knicks fans. Uh, NBA fans in general, I guess we can kind of talk about first. LeBron out in the first round of the playoffs to the Phoenix Suns. You know, it's funny. A lot of people think LeBron is the greatest of all time. Or a lot of people, I guess, thought he was the greatest of all time. Turns out all it took was one first-round exit in his entire career after taking a bum. And I'm talking about the absolute pinnacle of bum Cleveland Cavaliers team to the finals. None of that matters now. Uh, What matters is that he has one first-round exit in his entire career. And a lot of people now are saying that he's not even in their top five. And you're telling me that NBA fans aren't knee-jerk? I've been trying to tell you guys this for the longest time through spreading the floor through whatever podcast that I talk about basketball on these NBA fans are extremely knee-jerk dude and you saw even in the opening clip which is hilarious by the way I thought I'd just clip that together for you guys Knicks fans right we don't know how to act I I don't I shouldn't say we because Nigel's not here he's the real Knicks fan out of the both of us but these Knicks fans they don't know how to react they don't know how to act right Uh, I believe that was after they lost to uh to Trey Young and you know, it just really shows that these fans are rabid, man. But you know what, though? I, I, I do, on the other side of the coin, I kind of do like it. It's giving me these uh, these competitive vibes from the playoffs that I haven't seen in a while. Obviously, everyone's back outside, as they like to say in New York. There's a, if you got, there's a mandate now that if you got vaccinated, you may take off your mask. Um, I still have yet to get vaccinated. It's not because I don't want to. It's just because I haven't had the time. I'm doing this. I got the internship. Uh, so I plan to go get vaccinated soon. But... You know, all these fans are there. They're in the vaccinated sections, and they're just happy to be back at NBA games. I can't say the same for other states. I don't know. Well, I know that they're back in uh, back in stadiums. I don't know if they're allowed to be maskless like they are in New York. Not sure. That's on me, though. I don't know the mandates of other states and how they're, they're doing with that. I just try to keep up with as much news as possible. But, yeah, dude, NBA fans, uh, if there's anything that this playoffs has begun to show us, it's that 
these fans are are very very knee jerk and sometimes can be immature obviously i mean if you spit on a, a player i still think that if you spit on a player you should be allowed to shoot the fair one with them in the parking lot like the player should be allowed to you sh- you should you guys should duke it out 5 minutes new york style in the parking lot afterwards wherever you're at and when i say new york style i've never gotten to a fight but i know what new york style means and that's you go outside you shoot the fair one, and then it's all good, right? Because if you spit on someone, I mean, let's keep it a stack. If you spit on someone, that's a fight. I'm an even-keeled guy. If someone spits on me, I'm going to grab him by the throat. I'm going to punch him, you know? If someone throws... Listen, if anyone throws anything at me, that's a fight, right? Bottle, popcorn, that's a fight. So these these NBA fans got to relax, man. But really good playoffs to watch, really fun. Not a huge amount of parody, but it's the NBA what can you expect? I just thought it was hilarious to watch all those NBA fans, the Knicks in uh, in particular, the Knicks fans, because I think that's a an underrated, uh, an underrated fan base for that team in New York, because you don't see them a lot, right? Because the Knicks were trash for a while. You didn't get to see them coming out to the games, and the few that were there, I mean, obviously they're not fair weather fans. I don't think a lot of Knicks fans are fair weather fans. I think they'll support their team through thick, uh, thick and thin, but. You're now start now that they're relevant again. You know you're starting to see all these fans come out and all their different personalities. We we uh, especially in New York, but I guess you could also say like East Coast fans. We have insane, uh, in insane amounts of just <laughs> hectic energy. You know Philadelphia throwing batteries at Santa Claus. I can't remember. I think that might have been uh, the Philadelphia Flyers or Philadelphia Eagles. I can't remember. But you know just East East Coast fans in general, man. We're we're hectic. We get messy, man. We, we're not afraid. And West Coast teams do too, but I, I'd say uh, if there's anything that these playoffs will show us, it's that these we're, we, we East Coast fans, we get down to it. We get down and, and dirty. So shout out to them. Uh, what else? What, I, what, 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 what we got here? Excuse me. Shout out to... Here we go, here we go, here we go. Ba, 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 ba. Oh, I got it open on my computer, actually. Yeah, shout out to uh, Fast and Furious 9 coming out soon. They're going to space. Right, they've got um, who's what's his name? The guy that you can't see. What's oh, what's his name, man? Why am I blanking on this? Um, God, John Cena. Yeah, they got John Cena in that movie. He's one of uh, Vin Diesel in that movie universe. He's one of his like six brothers that he has, just you know, waiting to come out of the woodworks, waiting for revenge and all that stuff. I mean, I, I, I'm probably not even gonna go see the movie. Keep it real with you guys. It's 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 played out for me. I mean, how many one last rides are they gonna have, right? doesn't make any sense it's getting to the point now it's where it's like it does just squeezing a certain amount of money out of that franchise warrant dirtying the name of said franchise because i don't know if anyone's ever seen like the first fast and furious movies those are really good movies those were actually about racing you could watch that for the to- i think it was a toyota supra that the guy was driving in the first movie um paul walker was driving in the first movie god rest his soul or the the muscle car that, that Vin Diesel, I'm not a car guy, I don't know, Vin Diesel was driving in the first one, now there's like bionic guys, you go up into space, you know, there's like a car, I, th- I thought I saw in the, 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 the trailer, a car getting hooked to a mountain cable, and flying around in the air off a cliff, I mean like what, what does this turn into, but you know, I'm sure though, the, you know, mad people are still gonna go, because it's, it's fast and the furious, and again, they probably wouldn't, keep this facade up if they thought that they couldn't make extra money out of people so 
maybe I'm just being a hater. I don't know. Maybe people are actually going to go see it, but I'd much rather see a movie like A Quiet Place 2, which I talked about last podcast. It's just fascinating. Like nine. There's nine of those things. I don't know how many Star Wars movies there are, but you could make the same kind of uh, argument for, for Star Wars movies, right? Is that like the farther it goes along, the worse it gets. That's just how it is. So I'd rather just see, honestly, I'd rather see that movie franchise just die down. Because it seems, you know what, you know what, you know what Fast and Furious is now to me? It's it's a promotional tool for other celebrities. I wouldn't be surprised if John Cena launches his own podcast after the, the first filming and showing of this film. You know what I mean? I wouldn't be surprised. It's just, it's become now, it's like, who can we get in for a cameo? You had The Rock, right? He was kind of the OG. Then you had, what's his name? The guy from The Transporter and Meg. God, I'm, I'm blanking on his name, but absolute action hero legend. I'll think of his name in a little bit. Um, yeah, you have all these guys now, and it's basically just a machine for cameos. And when it's, when it's more about the actors that are acting in the movie, I don't even think I need to say this for those listening. When it's more about the actors that are in the movie than the actual plot of the movie, usually you're going to get a bad movie. Now, the first John Wick, there are exceptions to the rule. I feel like the first John Wick... Their big selling point was the fact that Keanu Reeves was in that movie. And that movie actually slapped. And it went on to explore more of the story from there. But mostly, for the most part, I think you that's not really... Movies that, that, you know, um, that rely more on the actors being in them and generating hype more so than the, the plot itself, if they rely on that, it's, it's not going to be a fun experience. Um... So, I guess shout out to Fast and Furious. I don't know how many more movies they have because, again, they've pump faked this retirement thing so many times. One last ride. They're bringing characters back from the dead. There was that Asian dude that's always snacking. He's going to be back in this movie. Are they going to venture into the world of magic? I, I don't know. I, I really don't know. And even some of the, the, the actors in that movie, they're almost... They, they take it so seriously. Like, I remember, I don't know if anyone listening to this will remember this, but uh, I was listening to the Joe Budden podcast the other day. Sad that that broke up. And the guy was talking about Tyrese having that, that feud with The Rock on Twitter. And it was like he was talking about being in a cult. Fast family is forever. It's not just in the movies. It's in real life. We have to stay together. We have to bond as brothers. And it's like, bro, I, 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 it, it's really just like, Relax. You know what I'm saying? Just relax. Cool it. You know, you're, you're part of a, a movie franchise that's a, that's a cash cow. Nothing more, nothing less. Everyone's in it for a check. You think The Rock's there because he actually likes filming. You think Vin, Vin Diesel, that might be the only thing he has going for him at this point. There might be some actors in the movies like that. But uh, yeah, you think John Cena's there because he's a big fan of the franchise? Sure, he might tell you that, but he's not actually in it for the <laughs> for the fact that he likes Fast and Furious. He's there because he wants to make a fat check. For whoever's cashing it. Who, uh, hold on one second. Sorry about that. I hit the boom arm there. Fast and Furious producer. One sec. Is it Universal Pictures? Of course it is. Yeah, Universal Pictures, man. They're, they're, uh, a titan. So yeah, Universal's throwing money at them. They're saying, listen, get some, get some high profile actors. Go into space. Let's see how we can up it. Let's see how we can push the bill every single time. It's oh, it's it's so overplayed for me. So uh, I guess you know what? After each segment, let me do a rating system. Out of ten, I would rate this news a four, because I do not want to see this movie. I have no plans of seeing it. And again, the last 
I want to say four or five Fast and Furious movies have been movies that maybe you're at a barbecue, right? Or you have family friend or, or friends over. You, you throw it on in the background. And you're like, oh, oh, is that, okay, is that Jason Momoa? Oh, that, okay, this is the 12th one. This, that's what this franchise is at this point. So I give this a four, man. I'm not excited at all about this. I guess, yeah, we'll do, uh, from now on, we'll end off each segment with an excitement raider. Uh, so we'll do a one to ten. Obviously, one being the least excited, excuse me, and ten being the most excited. So, I, you know, <laughs> Fast and Furious 9 is going to be a solid. I might even knock it down from a four to like a two or something. I'm not at all excited for this movie. All right, what else we got? Shout out to China. Changing its two-kid rule to a three-kid rule. That's a mandate in China. I don't know if anyone listening knows this already. China has a mandate where you can only have two kids. It's a population control technique. And I guess now they're loosening the uh, the, the, the the strict policy up to three, which is kind of wild if you think about it, right? If you let... I, I'm not, I, listen, this is not me saying anything about China or anything like that, but you're letting your nation govern how many kids you can have. And again... I, I always have to, because I, I, I come in and I give my raw reactions to this. I don't know what happens if you have a fourth, or I guess in the past, a third kid. So you know what? Let me just check this. China's, China's, China, China's, China, China, I did it again. China's third kid rule. That's such a base way of describing it. Okay. China says it will, this is from the New York Times, by the way, for anyone listening. China says it will allow couples to have three children up from two. The move is the communist... Oh, that makes sense. Communist Party's latest attempt to reverse declining birth rates and avert a population crisis. So they kind of overcorrect it. But experts say it is woefully inadequate. I it's, Yeah, people aren't having as much sex in China anymore. Isn't that a thing? I thought I read that somewhere. China said on Monday that it would allow all married couples to have three children, ending a two-child policy that has failed to raise the country's declining birth rates and avert a demographic crisis. There you go. The announcement by the ruling Communist Party represents an acknowledgement that it limits, that its limits on reprodu- reproduction, excuse me, the world's toughest, have jeopardized the country's future. Yeah, dude, you can't govern how many kids people have. Or how many, yeah, how many kids people have. That's just not, I, you know, I guess they've done it for a while, right? But... Again, we talked about it last week, right? You have those dictatorships, Kim Jong-un. It's a very Kim Jong-un-esque move. And I don't want to be that guy, but I have to go back. The question, what happens if you have another kid? Do they? Does a kid get murked? Does he get put up for adoption? Uh, okay. People of China have responded coolly to the party's earlier move in 2016 to allow couples to have two children to them. Such measures do little to relax their anxiety uh, there was a word there assuage their anxiety over the rising cost of education and of supporting aging parents made worse by the lack of daycare and persuasive culture of long work hours yeah so they're get, everyone over there is just stressing you can't you can't make babies when you're stressing right you have to i mean every every time i want to have a girl over I, it's usually a laid-back day when i'm not working if, if i'm working in a uh, I don't want to say a sweatshop because that's insensitive. But if I'm working in a in an environment like a sweatshop where it's constant 24-7, you know, not 24-7, but close to that, right? Bad work conditions, bad psychological conditions. I'm, the last thing on my mind is going to be sex. But if I want to have 
I guess more than two kids. I I don't understand what the let's let's see what happens. Let's what what happens if you have more than two forty six chromosomes. Look at Google. Two kids, two children in China. That was the first result that came up in 1983. Mandatory sterilization occurred after the birth of a second or third child. Oh, so they even they they restrict they uh they loosened the restrictions. I guess a few years later, um, if the woman gave birth to two children legally, she had to be sterilized. Alternatively, in some cases, her husband could be sterilized in her place. That is a very communistic thing, man. I can't lie. If if they want to have babies, let them have babies, man. Maybe, you know what? Maybe the problem in China, why people aren't having as much kids, is because they're under a lot of stress from work, and they're under a lot of stress from uh, from the fear of sterilization, right? That gives, like, pulling out a whole new level of stress. Because it's like, you're having sex, and it's just like, did you just, you didn't pull out in time. And then you're kind of just both looking at, your, at each other like, well, is it, you know, is an agent, is a, is a, is a Chinese government agent going to knock through, you know, bust through the door because we, uh, is he going to bust through the door because I busted in you? Uh, I was actually, I, I, I didn't want to set up that joke too much, but that was, that was in poor taste. Let's see if I have something there for the, uh, you know what? I'm just going to hit myself with the, the relax button. Relax. Yeah. Um, <laughs> bad setup, bad joke in poor taste for sure. Um, but yeah, dude, that, that gives sex, uh, if you really think about that, that gives sex a whole new level of, uh. I'm sure tension for some and excitement for others, right? Because you have those people that enjoy doing it in a public place. Now it's like, hey, if I'm not careful, we could never have babies again. So we got we to gotta watch it. Wild stuff, man. On the, uh, I guess the excitement rater. Well, you know what? Okay, so that brings up a problem with the segment rating system at hand. It can't always be excitement. I guess uh, for this one, we'll do... We could do it segment to segment. We could decide what the... It'll always be a 1 through 10 rating scale, but we could decide what the rating is going to be about. I guess for this one, it'll be unease. 1 out of 10 for unease, I got to go 6 to a 7. Because uh, truthfully, I'm not over there. I'm not affected by it. But reading it, that's got to be... That's that's got to be horrible. I can only I can only imagine. I have a, f- a few friends. I think I uh, I knew one guy briefly that uh, you know lived in China, and he said it's very strict over there, uh, and that the you know the culture is kind of very uh, what's the word stringent. Um, so I, I mean I, I feel bad. I can't even say I'm not gonna say shout out to the families over there in China because that would be bad. But uh, persevere. You know I, I feel I feel terrible for them. What else we got here? Shout out to uh, Trump telling people he will be reinstated as president. You know what that kind of reminds me of? There's this kid I knew uh, back way back in high school. And this kid was just constantly just getting the shit kicked out of him on a day-to-day basis. And he would come back and he had this really odd ability, which Trump actually has, to spin it in his own head like it was a positive. So I'll never forget, this kid got... Absolutely, like he came in one day with a black eye, and it's it was clear that this kid had just gotten washed the day before. I'm talking about lost a fight in spectacular fashion in front of everyone. I I knew this because I had talked to someone else, and they had told me the full situation. But uh, you could tell that this kid this kid was not of sound uh, fighting ability, right? And you could tell that this kid when he walked in was 
he had, he had gotten his shit rocked. So he comes in and I realize immediately that I want to ask him what happened. And I, I, I see the, the black guy and I go over to him. This kid was kind of a prick, but I talked to him here and there. And I said, dude, what happened to your eye? He was a prick because, you know, that's why he kept getting beat up all the time. because he had a, a big mouth. And I said, dude, what, what happened to your eye? And he was like, yeah, dude, like I got into a fight with this guy and the principal had to pull him off me. I sit there and I go, like, the principal had to pull him off you. Why are you, why are you bragging about that? But to him, I guess it was kind of like he was fighting so hard that the principal eventually had to pull the other guy off of him. What I had learned had actually happened was that he was getting his ass kicked so badly that the kid had actually, the other kid, had gotten on top of him and just had laid him out like a starfish and was just wailing into him. And that's why the principal had to pull him off. So... Yeah, Trump's kind of like one of those guys where it's like, oh, well, you know, I, I lost the presidency, but we're going to run it back. And I don't even think he intends to run it back the next election. I think he's just talking about in general. I don't know if he's going to be extending these cases where he tried to make, you know, uh, the legal proceedings where he tried to say that the election was rigged. I don't know if he's going to look back into that. I don't know how much money he has, but I, I just don't think that that's really uh, a, a reality. For, for old Trump. If he wants to try to run it back, he can, I guess, run it back in what? Uh, 2024. Um, but uh, I think there's also been rumors of his kid running or something, but not not Barron. Because Barron, Barron's much younger, but uh, Trump Jr., I think. Is there a Trump Jr.? Hold on, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Shameless looking stuff up on this podcast. Trump Jr. Yeah. I think it, it's one of his, uh, yeah, Donald Trump Jr. It's one of his kids. One of his kids wants to run, um, but uh, I, the, the best chance that Don Donnie Trump would have of uh, of rerunning is is doing it in the 2024 election. But I think everyone's kind of over him. I mean, that guy, again, I, I'm not going to get too political on this podcast, but that guy had absolutely no idea what he was doing. And I am a patriotic person, but that's 100% because, that's, that's why I don't like Trump, is because I think that guy treated the presidency like his own personal playhouse. And I'll let you guys in on a little secret. I knew someone. I knew someone who knew a close friend of Trump. And he said, this is breaking news. You heard it first on the JCP that Trump wanted to run because he thought it was good promotional for his. I I don't know what he was doing at the time, but, you know, Trump, he's always trying to stay in the public eye. He thought it was good promotion. So that's that's why he wanted to run. And then when he actually won, he was a little bit taken aback, but. He liked the power and, and that whole thing set in. So then naturally he just kind of started to morph into the man that we've seen over the past four years. And it has been rough, rough to say the least. And I'm not saying our new president is a peach either, but all I know is I, I certainly wouldn't sit down to have a drink with Donald Trump. Feel free to, to sound off on me if you disagree in the comments. Uh, but yeah, I, I would not go so far as to, as to do anything with that man. But it's hilarious that he thinks that he can get another crack at it. It's really funny. It's almost like he doesn't understand his standing in society. You know, his version of reality is is much different than the average Joe's. And I think staying up in a tower and having money in your life for your entire life will do that to someone, obviously. He's not going to understand, as much as he wants to give off that impression that he does, he's never going to understand the working man's perspective on something. He's just not. So, uh, shout out to, uh, oh, that was a discord in the background. Sorry about that. I got to, I'm going to silence my laptop there. Uh, shout out to Donald Trump for trying to reignite 
his uh, presidential campaign, uh, I don't think he's going to get that far. Uh, scale of 1 to 10, excitement, 2. I don't really personally like the guy. And again, you know, even if I did like the guy, I, I, you, you can't, it's not constitutional. I don't think you, I don't think there's a method in which you can, uh, it's not, <laughs> you can't go to like VAR, right? Like you can't, it's not like a, a replay at a basketball game. You can't be like, all right, well, we're going to review third down to see if, uh, you see if he got in there, see if he put the ball through the, uh, the end zone, you know, there's no pylon cam for the presidency. So, uh, excitement too. Don't think anything comes of that. I think Trump will, uh, fade into obscurity. And I know he was talking about making his own little, uh, little social media app, but that's the only thing that I've heard from him post-presidency. Shout out to Instagram for making hidden likes a feature that is available to all users. I'm not quite sure why they're doing this. Um, maybe just to promote, uh, positivity on the app. But in reality, I mean, it's run, it's run by people that, that doctor their photos and all that stuff. Uh, I, I don't know. It seemed like when they first, they announced the first wave of that where I think it was, I can't remember if it's, you could see maybe, you know what it is? I, I think it's, uh, I think the first time they did it, they made it just universal across the entire app. You can't see how many people liked it. Right, 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 right. So people, yeah, that's that's what it was. So you couldn't compare your own post to someone else's, and then I guess people would get depressed off of that, and the ball would roll from there. Um, now I assume that it's going to be you can you can take likes off, so only you can see who likes it in general. Like I, I remember, I would go on posts, and you get to see a short list of who liked it, but you never got to see the full scope. Now I guess they're making it an option for users to be able to just turn other people seeing who's liking their their posts at all completely off. Um, kind of pointless. I don't know. I just for me as a guy, I don't check. I that's not true. I check my own likes because I want to see who's interacting with my content and for how long they stay there. But for a guy like me that doesn't use social media in the conventional sense, I, I don't really, I don't see the issue. I'm sure there are people that, that you know, measure their value based off of how many likes they get on Instagram. And to those people, I'd say you you can't, it's, it's a slippery slope, obviously. I, I get that with these types of apps, but you can't let yourself get wound up with the numbers because that's, you know what? And it's, it's something funnily enough to, because I, I almost put myself above them just now. But it's something that I deal with too with the podcast where if someone doesn't stick around for the full time, I tend to get discouraged. Um, take it from me as a guy that kind of has to depend on numbers in a sense to see how their product is doing. Don't get wrapped up in the numbers. That's Coop's lesson for the day. Enjoy what you're doing. You know, you start viewing the numbers, it becomes a job. It, it just There's nothing good that can come from it. The only good that can come from it is when you have a, a, a an established audience and people are checking for your numbers and you need to know it for brand deals and all that different stuff. But now, if you're just some regular, regular, schmegular person, you do not need to be checking in the numbers because comparison is the killer of joy. That is one thing that I've learned over the last year. Comparison is the killer of joy. Um, and perhaps I'll get into that story another day on the podcast. But uh, sh- again, shout out to uh, Instagram taking the uh, the likes feature and, I guess, hiding it for certain people or, or making it available to hide for certain people. Excitability. Uh, I'll give it a... Uh, 
I'll give it a one. I, I again, I, I, you know, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me or sensibility. I'll give it a one because at the end of the day, people are going to find a way to compare regardless. A lot of people are very insecure taking this away. Might almost feel the flame a little bit. Might almost add gasoline to that flame because then, you know, your, your imagination is left to run wild with someone that's again, insecure. So one, uh, what else we got here? Shout out to the Mexican car. I, I can't say that. There's some of these that I can't say shout out to. Uh, the Mexican cartel is hunting down police officers on their day off in New Mexico. Very, very scary stuff. Well, actually not in New Mexico. Excuse me. Just in Mexico. Uh, I don't know why. You know what it is? I just talked to my friend before the show. He was driving through New Mexico. But uh, yeah, cartel members in Mexico are now hunting down police officers on, the day off, on their days off. Uh, I had the name of the cartel here. Hold on. It's... Mexican cartel hunting police. They go into their houses, the house of the police, and they'll torture and then murder them. And sometimes they'll dump their bodies on the street. And the name of the cartel, the the Jaliso cartel, and yeah, essentially what they'll do is they'll they'll kidnap uh, police officers, weirdly enough, on their day off, which kind of makes you wonder how they were able to find these people. Uh, But that's another story for another podcast in itself. What's really disturbing about all of this is the fact that, yeah, they, they, uh, they know, they know these police officers, they're able to identify them and they're going into their homes where they sleep, where they eat and they're murking police officers and then making examples out of their bodies. Very scary situation. And it kind of makes you fortunate. It makes, it makes you wonder how fortunate you are to live in a place where there aren't cartels running around, right? And uh, I, I do want to also say that this this country has many many issues in it. Um, that me as a, as a white male, you know, I I, I definitely want to listen to stories, and I have heard many experiences of of those who are affected by these by these certain things that that need correction. Um, but I can say that thank God there are not cartels running around picking off police officers, right? Like thank God we're we're not in total unrest. You know, we might be soon, but uh, I think this type of stuff, it, it's, it's, I'm glad that I don't have to, that this doesn't happen. Maybe in, in, in different senses of the word, it, it happens. And I don't mean in terms of just hunting police officers down, but I just mean in terms of unrest, it might show up and it obviously does show up in different forms in, in America. But uh, yeah, I mean, bodies in the street, man, bodies in the street. That's absolutely horrible. I'm not going to give a rating to this one because, again, I don't want to disrespect anyone involved. But uh, hopefully that gets resolved. I don't know what the police force is going to do. I think they're looking into what cartel members were involved so they can make arrests. But to me, that screams armed conflict. So hopefully no uh, no one else has to die. You know, no, no cartel members, no police guys. None of them have to die. I hope there's not a big shootout at some point. Let's just hope that this all kind of mellows down and um, those who killed the police officers get the death penalty and are treated accordingly for their disgusting actions. What else we got here, baby? Uh, Personal show notes. Yeah, I guess that's it for today, man. I just wanted to check in. Oh, no, no, no. I I want to talk about uh, the, the Logan Paul and Floyd Mayweather. So the rules were announced. Shout out to Logan Paul and Floyd Mayweather. Showtime Boxing for setting that up. Oh, is it Showtime Boxing? Yeah, it is. Yep. Yeah. 
Um, shout out to Floyd Mayweather and uh, and Logan Paul for setting this bout up. The uh, the rule set is absolutely ridiculous. I, I wanted to talk about it because they released it last night, I think. Yep. They released the official rules for the Logan Paul and Floyd Mayweather fight. And uh, I saw it on the score. Shout out to them. And I want to just break this down for you guys and tell you why it makes absolutely no sense. So we got no winner or judges over the course of the bout. The only way you can win is through a knockout. Those are allowed. It's eight three-minute rounds. That's not terrible. I mean, that's kind of the thriller model of what's been going on recently with all these celebrity boxing matches. So that's I don't care about that. 12-ounce gloves, no headgear. It's an exhibition match. That's fine. Uh, and there's a 190-pound weight limit for, for Paul. Again, I, I don't mind that because there's a significant height difference and I'm sure size difference coming into it. So if you can keep him on a leash, that's better for Floyd. But it just seems like this entire bout has been set up to give Logan Paul a favorable advantage, which I have to think if I was Logan Paul, I really wouldn't want any type of advantage. Logan Paul doesn't seem like the type of guy to to want a handout in that situation. You understand what I'm saying? It seems like he wants to actually test his skills against a guy like Floyd Mayweather. And the fact that the rules now are set up in a way that doesn't favor Floyd's skill set, which is much more defensive and giving people rounds and tiring them out and, you know, landing these flurries of punches and then exiting out of the pocket before he can get hit. I mean, this doesn't at all favor him. It obviously favors the much bigger Logan Paul, where if he lands a big shot, that could be the fight. So I thought that was just insanely stupid that they're not allowing these guys. And again, like if you want to talk about giving fighters uh, a, a fighting chance, I think the 190 pound weight limit for Paul is actually a good thing for Floyd Mayweather. But if we're going to keep it even, let's keep it even. There should be judges. KO should be, this should be a boxing match. This should be a regular boxing match. I think that's what everyone tunes in for. I think with the Mike Tyson fight, there was something similar with that. Um, and a lot of people... I, there was no KOs allowed, right? It was something similar along those lines. There was no KOs allowed. That, that you know, got a lot of people uninterested. And I think this will kind of fuck them over in the end, over at Showtime. Because it's 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 almost like you want to see these guys play into their, you know, skill sets. Logan Paul is going to be looking to land the big shot. And Floyd is going to be looking to play really, really good defense. And, uh, and play the fight out defensively. So you should allow both fighters to use their game plans. Because now Floyd Mayweather, I mean, he's got to come forward. Right? He's got to be aggressive. And for him, a 5'8 guy against a 6'4 guy like Logan Paul, I mean, it's just not realistic. Um, so I don't know. I, I'll still probably watch it, to be honest. And maybe they know that. Maybe they know that these guys are big names and everyone might tune in anyways. But just it it doesn't seem very fair it doesn't seem like an even playing field and even one of my friends too uh peter shout out to him he said it, it could be a rub or the fight could be fixed essentially is what that means i could see that too you know both guys make out with the entire fight in essence seemed like a very very uh silly idea so i wouldn't be surprised if these guys you know kind of split the money you know let one or the other lose um i know floyd had talked about not having it go on his record as 50 and 0 because it's just an exhibition match. So it, it would actually make sense if it was a rub. But uh, 
yeah, man, shout out, shout out to them for for absolutely ruining. I don't want to say absolutely ruining that fight, but uh, definitely taking a lot away from from Floyd and the way he's going to be able to fight the fight. But I think he'll be fine still. If you want my official prediction, I think Floyd gets him out of there in three rounds. Because uh, he did stop Connor, and Connor's a good boxer in his own right. So we'll have to see what happens. Again, Connor and him are the, the same size, but uh, we'll we'll have to see what happens with that. Excitability, you know what? I'm going to give this one a uh, a seven out of ten. Because I'll still tune in, but uh, it used to be a nine. But this definitely, this definitely knocked it down a few points for sure. But with that, that has been the JCP check-in episode two. It is the fourth of June. I'll be back soon with Nigel. Obviously, he's uh, the the golden boy. He's my uh, he's my my right hand man. I need him back in here. I need someone to con- conject with. I think that's a to, to debate with all that good stuff. So uh, we'll be getting him back in here soon. But again, I wanted to check in with you guys solo. And, uh, yeah, until the next one, boys and girls, peace.